Welcome to the Ebony Road Players Podcast. I'm your host, Edie Evans-Hyde, singer, performer, and founder of Ebony Road Players. As a Black theater company in Grand Rapids, Michigan, Ebony Road Players strives to inspire, educate, and engage the cultures of our community. In this podcast, we take a deeper dive into the topics and issues surrounding the stories that we tell. So let's jump right into some meaningful dialogue and celebrate the diverse communities that we share. Hello, everyone. This is Edie Evans-Hyde, and I am so happy to have you listening to our Ebony Road Players podcast today. I have a wonderful gentleman who is our guest, uh, a new friend of mine and a new friend of Ebony Road Players is Mr. Randy Goebel. And Randy, welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to talk with you this morning about Alabama Story. Yeah, that is that is fantastic. We want our people to know who you are and um, what you are involved with. Um, you can tell us a little bit about the job that you have. So, Randy, give us a little bit of your history. Sure. I've been with KDL for six years now. I'm the director of engagement, which means that I oversee the programs, community engagement efforts, which is outreach with community partners and marketing communications. So it's all integrated in how we're engaged with the community, how we attract people from outside of the community to come to the library, how to engage patrons to use the library more and become advocates for what the library stands for. Um, I moved to Grand Rapids about 22 years ago. I live in Cascade Township, real close to the Cascade branch where I remember vividly the day that my kids, they were not even teenagers at the time when they first got their library cards at the Cascade branch. Cause it was like, wow, this is like better than their birthday and Christmas combined. They were so excited about it. <laughs> right. <laughs> and there's, and they're still just voracious readers and uh, just, just love to see that passion that they have for reading and what it brings to them. Yeah, that's, that's excellent. And I, I I want to tell everyone that KDL is the Kent District Library here in West Michigan, just in case we have people outside of West Michigan that are listening. Um, And um, I I think what you just said is so important um, because right now, um, you know, reading is what, what was the term years ago? Reading is essential and, and, and all those different things. And it's very, very important. And we just love it that we have our libraries, very wonderful libraries here that are presenting information, having kids be able to read and, and find who they are. And I and with your job, I am so excited to be collaborating. We, Ebony Real Players, are so excited to be collaborating with you um, to, to give more information uh, about history. And of course, we are, are doing a play with you um, that you are part of, um, Alabama Story. So, and this is for our Loving Day celebration too. Um, so for people who don't know, uh, our Loving Day celebration, which is in June, is kind of an observance and um, a celebration of the Loving versus Virginia Supreme Court case which struck down laws at that time that was criminalizing interracial marriage, 
We want to celebrate multiracial families that come in every form. And that's what we are doing for the West Michigan Loving Day celebration. But Randy, tell me how you got involved and, and why you thought this was so important for your constituency for uh, with Kent District Library. Well, first, I'd like to give a shout out to Deb Mikola, who introduced you to Lance Warner and myself. Deb is the executive director of the Michigan Library Association, and Lance is the executive director of Kent District Library. And she became aware of your project and thought that would be good collaboration for KDL and encouraged that we seek some grant funding so that we could bring Ebony Road players into the library and collaborate a little bit more on the on the program to help more people become aware of it. And I found it of very personal interest because at first I was pretty unfamiliar with Loving Day and Alabama story and the rabbit's wedding. I grew up in the 60s and 70s when you know a lot of this was going on. And it seems like the school systems, I was in the public schools and it just didn't you know, we, we talked about current events to some extent, but I felt like we missed a lot of this. So I make it, a, you know, a personal passion of mine to try to find opportunities like this to help people become more aware of and more informed of recent history. Because <laughs> it's, it's, it's amazing how much of it um, gets glossed over, unfortunately. So this looked like a fantastic opportunity for me to dive in, learn for myself, and also help other people become more aware of what has really happened and why it's important today. Yeah, I mean, I, the Loving Day situation for me, now I've been married for 40, it'll be 44 years in June. And I only found out about the court case about maybe 15 years ago, maybe somewhere. And I, I thought, how did I miss this? Why did I not know about this? Um, and we went to, uh, my husband and I actually performed at, uh, at one in LA, which was called the Mixed Roots Festival. And that's how we discovered it. And I thought this would be a great thing to bring to West Michigan, um, because we have a lot of people who are multiracial, interracial marriages, um, adoption situations, um, that they don't really usually get a voice in this kind of thing. So, so are you saying that you didn't know this until we talked about it, or did you know about it maybe a little bit ahead of that? Well, I heard of Loving Day, but I really didn't know the details behind it. I knew that it had to do with interracial marriage, but the backstory was really new to me. So I was excited just to dive into it, learn about it myself, and try to find a way to help convey the story through, we've created an interactive, or not an interactive, uh, an informational exhibit that's in two of our libraries at the Cascade Branch and the Granville Branch that tells the chronology of Loving Day. Then it also goes into Alabama story and talks about the book. And the book is really fascinating to me because I was already familiar with the, the author illustrator Garth Williams. He illustrated nearly a hundred children's books. A lot of the books that we read to our kids, uh, a lot of us, a lot of the books that we read growing up, like Stuart Little and Charlotte's Web and the Little House books. So um, now that familiarity was knowing that that was all interconnected was something really exciting for me. Yes. And the book is great. It's such a wonderful little book. And uh, to have um, 
controversy around it in 1959 is is really uh, was very exciting for me when I, I read about it because I said this needs to be said. So tell me what your attraction was to Alabama's story. Um, I loved it the minute I read it. But why why do you think that that would be good for the show what is good for your for the community, basically? to hear about right it's great for the community because as we're reading about this type of stuff and the headlines today libraries across the country are being pressured to either censor or move materials so that they're not as accessible or maybe not accessible at all uh, for various reasons and there's a long history of censorship in libraries in the united states a lot of books have been censored for really curious reasons like there was one book i learned about that was about horses like the history of horses and because it went into evolution that oh. was reason for certain groups who didn't believe in evolution to call for set the book to be censored um and even as i was reading about garth williams i was curious what his thoughts were on this book the rabbit's wedding and he said when he wrote it he wrote it for children he just thought you know like if there was a, a white horse and a black horse and a field that would be picturesque and he didn't really think about it from a racial perspective. And it was people who kind of, I think sometimes people look at things like a Rorschach test. And sometimes they see what they wanna see or they see what they might be afraid of or not understand. It's interesting how they can interpret things through stuff like that. But uh, you know, a lot of the books that are being challenged today are books that we purposely put in the collection because we want to be reflective of the community that we serve. So we're very conscious about the materials that are added for LGBTQ topics and authors and stories and just um, cultural and racial inclusion. Our library should be a place where anybody who walks through the door, they should be able to see themselves reflected in the collection and the services at the library. Right. That is that is a wonderful statement because that is what it is for, is a reflection of your community. And in my opinion, as much as people are trying to stop some of people's stories being told, that, that could also happen to them as well. Their stories could also not be told. And I don't think they see that as something that could happen to them as well. And um, I appreciate all the libraries. I appreciate the library system because for me, I learned so much about myself through that, um, through those sources, if if that makes sense. How are you um, and your, um, how are you and the people that are in the library uh, business, I'm gonna say, how are you being affected by some of this? Do you find that it's uh, a little overwhelming? Do you find it's not that much? How how big is this issue with the book banning situation? It's, you know, it touches everybody in different ways, I think. But we're lucky that the library has a model of um, kindness, empathy, and love. Everything we do is through kindness, empathy, and love. And when somebody has a concern or expresses a concern about anything at the library, the first thing the library staff do is that they really listen to them. They really try to empathize with what they're experiencing and what they're, where they're coming from. And I think that opportunity for people with different opinions or different perspectives 
to know that they're being heard and seen mm -hmm. goes a long way to try to, to help find a common ground. You know, mm -hmm. it's, there's a, um, you know, it seems like these things could be adversarial, but by through this practice, we find a common ground and are helpful in how we can communicate with people about sensitive issues. That is very important. Coming with it uh, with love and understanding and taking a moment to help everyone through a process, I think is something that's missing um, in society in general. And yeah, go ahead. Oh, you know, it's tough, and it, but it really helps us when because we acknowledge that everybody has a different perspective and um, you know, what they're thinking, what they're saying comes from their life experience. And that's different for everybody. So just taking time to listen first is really an important first step. Mm -hmm. It really is. And I, I think that's what the theater tries to do as well. Um, we, we will come up with an issue like the issue that we're going to have with Alabama story, but we try to be, um, we try to have people tell the story, but then have an opportunity for people to talk about it and be a listening source uh, after each show. And we're, we're hoping that uh, after each show, we will have someone that's able to do a talk back with us. Um, Randy, I'm going to totally ask you if you would mind doing one of those evenings as well, because I think what you're saying is very, very helpful on how to um, create relationships about some of the, the issues that we're having. So um, you came and met the playwright for Alabama Story. Um, I'd love to get your feedback on um, how that event went and, and what you thought of Kenneth Jones, um, who is the playwright for Alabama Story. Well, I wasn't sure what to expect before meeting him. I was, I was surprised at how how young he is and his, his uh, energy. You know, a lot of times I, I think I characterize, I kind of stereotype people who are into history as being you know, older school academic types, but he's just a super nice, super approachable person. I really enjoyed talking with him. And he, he we never get playwrights to come to any of our things. He's The show is being played all over the country. And um, I think he's visiting everyone but it was so nice to have him come to West Michigan and meet um, our our constituency, this very small black theater company, um, mm -hmm. you know, to come in and, and meet our people and to meet people like you uh, was very endearing to me and to be able to get feedback on why he he wrote the play. And um, yeah, just a nice guy. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think one of the really fascinating things about the story is that that relates to the library is that there is a library in, in the story and the issues that the librarian dealt with when, when you know, way back, just going back to the historical aspect of the story, how um, she first looked at the book and found nothing objectionable in it and decided to keep it on the shelves. And she met with a lot of challenges and pressures to, to move it. But that's something that we do often. We, you know, we always try to look through a fresh lens or through other people's lenses when uh, when challenges arise. And I really am so eager to see the Alabama story, to see how that plays out and, and with the, the actors and the story. So let me tell everyone that the Alabama story or Alabama story 
uh, by Kenneth Jones will be presented at the Grand Rapids Public Museum June 8th through June 11th. You can find that information on ebonyroad.org. And I think everyone should see this show. I think every librarian, everyone who has children, everyone who goes to the library <laughs> should come see the show because it is such an issue that we are having right now, the importance of having uh, information and storytelling for everyone in our in our community. Um, uh, so Randy, I think I may have asked you this already, but tell me, tell me why you think this story, did I ask you this? Tell me why you think this story is important to the community. Uh, yeah, we talked a little bit about how this is a topic that's rising in the media in libraries all across the country. Yeah, it's yeah. very timely. It, it's it's ironic how something that happened almost 70 years ago, you know, 60, 70 years ago, is still occurring today. You know, what does it take to, um, you know, really finish an issue? I'm not sure that we're ever finished with an issue. I think we're always learning. Um, but I think this is really important that people know about this. Yeah, and I think that the history of it, um, we do tend to go back 50 years later and repeat the same things because either we forget about it or we're not taught it, taught it like lots of people not knowing about the fact that you couldn't be interracially married in some states uh, during a certain time. And, uh, and it wasn't that long ago, 1967, that um, it was possible for everyone to do this. So it, the more we know, and this is a whole library thing too, to, the more we know, the more we're able to navigate these waters when we repeat them again. And, and in my opinion, and I, I don't know if this is everyone's opinion, but I think there's a, just a certain fear in our community. People have created fear of the unknown. And I think back in the 50s, it was probably the same thing. And keeping people apart was a really good way of control a little a little bit of control the the more people know the more they want to know more they want to be around people and get to know what makes america america what makes the world the world and we can do that through books correct yeah we can do that through books we can you know, one of the other virtues of the library is it's a community hub it's where you can meet your neighbors you can meet other people with varied interests or the same interests you know these things are much less uh people i think people would be much less afraid if they know their neighbors if they know other people in the community and they have that type of good civil healthy civil discourse with people even if their opinions are different or they have radically different lifestyles or perspectives or uh anything um just finding the good community hub where they can have good civil discourse is so important. And I think in a lot of ways, the library is a healing place for the community. Mm -hmm. That is well said as well. It is a healing place for the community. And I want to just say, I appreciate you guys for having us um, for this probably won't be up um, for anybody to see before we actually do our events at both of the um, library, one in Granville and the one, other one in Cascade. 
Um, but I just want to say how we appreciate this collaboration. Uh, we've never had one as strong as this. Um, we usually have a place where, you know, people have given us space, but not really gotten in to the meat of what we are doing. And I just love it that you guys are doing that with us. Um, it's all over Facebook. So that is amazing. I'm imagining that's part of your marketing skills. Well, um, yeah. Well, it helps that you have the vision to bring this to the community. So thank thanks. you for bringing this here. And it's an honor to be partnering with you. Thank you. Thank you. And the I saw the um, the things that are the, I don't want to call them murals. What are they? The um, that the Grand the Rapids informational panels. Yeah, the informational panels about Loving Day that the Grand Rapids African American Arts uh, and Museum Archives right did for yes. you. Um, beautiful, absolutely beautiful. And um, I don't know if they'll be up after we are finished, but uh, with our presentations at the music at the uh, libraries but they are definitely something to keep around for that piece of history. It was, they're beautiful. Thank you. And so, um, yeah, anything else you'd like to say? I just wanted to interview you and tell people who you are and how wonderful KDL is. Uh, you're going to be part of our, also our um, children's event, um, our Loving Day children's event at the Children's Museum. We will have the, the panels there and um, some books to be read uh, to uh, people who come to that. Uh, it's going to be very fun. You'll have, have a table there to, um, I think, give some library cards, correct? Yep. We can sign people up for library cards. And we love partnering with the Grand Rapids Children's Museum. They're just a spectacular place where we can help inspire young minds and families. So this will be great. So we will be inside reading some books, but then you'll be outside giving cards for uh, kids to be able to get those books or whatever books that they want to read about. So thank you for that. Um, is there anything else you would like to, to say about what's going on? This is a good time for you to share all the other <laughs> events going on to KDL. Well, this is also the beginning of our Summer Wonder program. And the Summer Wonder is the biggest thing that the library does. The purpose of it is it helps kids and schools offset the summer slide. And the summer slide is what happens when they're out of school. They start to learn what they learned. They start to lose what they learned through the school year unless they're kept engaged at it. So this is the reason our Summer Wonder program is more than just reading. It has science, technology, engineering, math, and arts all the things that they learned through the school year. So it's a wonderful program. We had about 16,000 completers last year. We're hoping to move up closer to 19,000 this year. Anybody can do it, all ages. You don't have to be students. You can be parents. You can be seniors. You can be anybody. There's a lot of fun in it. And uh, it's like I said, it's the busiest time of the year we have at the library. That's that runs through June through August. That's perfect. That's perfect. So they come see Alabama Story and then they come go to the library and uh, do the summer programming that you have there. I might even do that. That sounds like fun for me. You should. I'm doing it. Okay. <laughs> so I will see you there. Um, right. Thank you so much for this. Um, we will look for you on um, this event coming up on Wednesday and Thursday, hopefully. 
please come and see us. Um, and definitely everyone out there, come see Alabama's story. I think you will be very, very happy and you will learn a lot and it'll be fun for everyone to have a discussion about the library system and a little bit of history about the banning of the books. And uh, yeah, it'll be a great discussion. So thank you, Randy. Thank you, Edie. All right, we'll talk soon. All right, bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Ebony Road Players podcast. Creating theater with a purpose is our mission, and that is not possible without people like you. We appreciate you joining us for this podcast and for being a part of our diverse community. To view the video version of this episode and gain access to exclusive Ebony Road Players content and perks, join our community on Patreon at patreon.com slash ebonyroadplayers. In the words of Zora Neale Hurston, quote, there is no greater agony than bearing an untold story inside you, unquote. If you have a story to share, we'd love to hear from you. Contact us on Facebook, Instagram, or our website, ebonyroad.org. And we look forward to continuing the conversation next time on the Ebony Road Players podcast.